Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You're very welcome along to the Big Red Bench on this Sunday evening. My name is Rory, here with you until 7 o'clock. And tonight we are analysing Cork's defeat to Tipperary in the Munster Football Championship final. A fully deserved win for Tipperary as Katie Jane tries not to laugh in my face as I say Look, that it's out better, loud. It's better to lose to them than to Kerry. I had to keep my head down coming in here after giving it large over the last couple of weeks. Did you notice that? You didn't even notice yes, me coming in today, yes, did I you? Yes, I did. And do you know what? I left you <laughs> Alright, so coming up in the show we are going to hear from Cork legends Dinny Allen and Valerie Mulcahy. Our own Valerie Wheeler will provide an analysis along with Jerm McCarthy. We are going to hear from Ronan McCarthy and the Cork set and we're going to hear from Tipperary's David Power and Connor Sweeney. All that to come between now and 7 o'clock on the big red bench. What a day it has been. Tipperary, the Munster football champions, a deserved win today as they beat Cork 17 points to 14 at Porky Creeve this afternoon on the weekend, the 100th anniversary of Bloody Sunday. It's the first time since 1935 that they are the Munster senior football champions. And the Premier Captain Connor Sweeney scoring seven points today in a man of the match performance. We'll hear from him a little bit later on. Cavan, the Ulster Senior Football Champions for the first time since 1997. They've beaten Donegal on a score in the 113 to 12 points uh, at the Athletic Grounds this evening. Connor Madden with the goal from play late on in the second half. So, therefore, like 100 years ago, the All Ireland Football Championship semi final lineup is Dublin versus Cavan and Mayo versus Tipperary. How weird is that? Fantastic stuff indeed. In Hurling, Donegal beat Mayo 318 to 21 points today in the Nicky Rackard Cup final at Croke Park. Kildare beaten down 316 to 22 points in the Christie Ring Cup final. Elsewhere today in the Premier League and a couple of games uh, today, Everton have beaten Fulham by three goals to two. Sheffield United going down one at home to West Ham. Leeds United and Arsenal scoreless after 71 minutes. Liverpool and Leicester is the evening kickoff. That's at 7.15 today. Cork City's women drawing 2-0 with Wexford. Katie McCarthy's late equaliser earning the Rebel Army a point in the Scottish Premiership. Rangers 11 points clear at the top of the table. They beat Aberdeen 4-0. In rugby, Connacht of Hammered Zebra 47 points to 12 in the Pro 14 today. Leinster looking to maintain their 100% record so far. They are taking on the Cardiff Blues. Let us go from there. Leinster 19, Cardiff 5. And Ulster in action tonight. They take on the Scarlets at 25 to 8 months. Of course, in action tomorrow night. Elsewhere in golf, Graham McDowell 4 in the par through 5 and his final round of the RSM Classic in Georgia. Shane Lowry 300 after 4 holes today. Alright, we are going to start with Cork's defeat Tipperary. In fact, it's going to be the focus of most of our show, to be perfectly honest. Massively disappointing day for the Rebels in that Munster final. Uh, the highs of beating Kerry two weeks ago, followed by the lows of losing to Tipperary today, who were full value for their win and full credit to them. Indeed, we're going to hear from Dinny Allen very, very shortly. First, the thoughts of Cork boss Ron McCarthy speaking to the Assembly media today. This obviously came out of the traps very quickly, but even at 6 5, I think we went ahead, I think at 6 5, you know, briefly. Even at that, um, even times we had a lot of possession of the ball, you know, our decision making was poor. 
or we rushed our offense, which which you know we we, we didn't do, we'll say against Kerry, um, and just just overall, be it that we weren't at quite at the pitch of it, or they didn't let us. Um, we never got you know a kind of real foothold stranglehold in the game, and um, and look, fair play to sorry, fair play to for for that. Was it something you detected in training, or did you things were going on? No, I I would say the opposite. Actually, I would say to be fair to that group of players, they came in, they got down to our, you know they got back down to it very quickly what I would say is it's very hard to you invest so much physically and mentally into making we call it a, a breakthrough like we did okay um, it, 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 it's hard to, to, to raise yourself again but from the point of view of preparation you know spot on from the players and um, you know look, we felt we were in a, in a fairly good place but uh, I you know I said to someone I said in my RT interview before the game that you know people get kind of very carried away like before the carry game we, we had no chance this game we had every chance by all accounts and and actually look the truth is, is is somewhere in the middle and if you look at if you look at the games that we've played against them um, even go back to the league game in, in February you know I think we got four goals in that match you know they scored 21 points they caused us plenty of trouble in that game um, and we had to be at you know we had to play well today to win that game and, and we didn't play well enough I suppose the last of Conley at half time was I don't think so in that and that's not a, I would feel over the last couple of years one of the things about this group is you know people are injured they're injured we move on to the next person um, we don't dwell in it we would feel that we've developed a very strong panel over the last couple of years and um, so you know yeah he played well in the first half he, you know, he certainly kept the scoreboard taking over for us and he looked dangerous to be fair to him but you know, as I say we feel we've, we've quality on the bench and um, I don't think the pattern of the game changed you know I mean yeah Luke maybe was doing better than most but the pattern game didn't change in that uh, you know, we were still we were still under pressure offensively throughout you know Ronan, intensity, I know that word like it, but when I looked at the Cork defence in the Kerry game, you know, they were all over them, like a rash. They were like, I just, every time you looked up today, I just thought like tip forwards were winning ball mm. in space. There just seemed to be separation in yards there today. And is that intensity or what is it? I mean, you can give credit to the tip attack and say they were good, but it just looked like, I don't know, the Cork's defence would feel off it, I suppose. Yeah. I'm saying. I wouldn't say just our defence, I would say offensively as well. Yeah, we, we just weren't, weren't quite at the pitch of the game is what I would say and um, and we're not a team we're not long enough down the road yet to beat teams playing you know playing poorly okay we, you know and maybe you know maybe a Dublin or a Donegal or a team like that might have come out of there with you know with a draw or, or, or a victory but even at 14-12 we'll say and there was still a good there was still I don't know 7-8 or eight minutes with injury time you know there as well you'd have felt you know that I'm not saying we'd have been deserving of it but you would have felt you know that we could have still nicked something out of the game but it never looked like it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, yeah. the has been brought in this year and the first two scores in each half to really got were marks um, what's your feeling about the marks yeah, I, I think it, you know I don't think it, it, it has developed in the way it was planned um, I gave the example to someone previously when Galway played Dublin in the league this year that, that you know a mark was given for a pass from outside the 45 inside the 45 a chest high pass the ball was then kicked into the to the Galway full forward who jumped above three players to catch it and and um, and he was swarmed right 
and um, but because the ball was kicked from inside the 45 it was no mark you know so I think it's there to teams are using it well no question but I think from the point of view of developing high feeling and all that it's not being used in that point of view Gordon your three year time is up now is this the end of it for you or are you going to give take time to think yeah, you don't ever rush into you don't ever rush into a decision like that. I mean, what I say is there's 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 three there's three elements to that decision, and one is one is the obviously the county board and the executive, right, um, having input into that, and the players do, and um, you know once they decide what they want to do, uh, I'll decide it myself. You know, and it's a case that, look, that decision could be made for me um, by them, but um, you know, as I say, look, there's 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 three kind of um, segments to that decision, and uh, we look, we've plenty of time to, to talk about that. That's Ronan McCarthy there speaking after uh, today's game to the Assembly Media. Sounds like to me anyway that he wants to stay on for next year, but as he says, uh, it might um, it's up to the the, the executive. Um, to make the decision so it'll be interesting to see what happens there over the course of the winter I'm going to hear now from our good friend our regular GAA analyst uh, Cork legend uh, Cork legend Cork legendary captain uh, the man who lifted Sam McGuire for Cork in 1989 Mr Denny Allen spoke to him just after the game finished today OK we're joined on the line by Denny Allen Denny we'll, we'll talk about I suppose Cork's um, deficiencies uh, in a bit but first we have to give praise to Tipperary because that was a fully deserved win for them today yeah, I mean, to, to, like you can say, we threw it away. We certainly didn't. We were beaten today by a, a Tipperary team that was well trained and, and well disciplined and everything like that. So, they, they, I mean, they got a goal, which I think was legit as well. Um, but just up for a reward or something, down over it. It was, the, it, was um, this, it was not found to be legal anyway, whatever they, they said. But um, no, Tipperary deserved their win today. They certainly did. They got their tactics spot on. They stopped Cork from playing. They took their scores very, very well. And they had Cork well scouted today. Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's going on over a long time. Like, And it's not just Cork. There's a lot of the other county teams playing it as well. But when when we've, when all that this changed around and possession became the main thing in a match, the managers going to address them and keep the ball no matter what, keep the ball no matter what, it brought a load of weak, weaker counties into this situation because keeping the ball is not that difficult. So now you have all of a sudden we're, we're in a situation of keeping the ball. Tipperary can keep the ball, no problem. Um, Limerick can keep it, and all over the all over the country, you, you like it, it's it's a trap now, like at this stage. And there's very few teams can mix it up. Like the object of the game, like I, I, I kind of get. I'm not trying to get heavy about this now, but the object of the game is get the get the ball from your defence into your forward line in, as fast as possible. But I'm, not, mm-hmm. I'm not just saying kick the ball, so that means you kick the ball anywhere or everywhere. It, it's not. It's as fast as possible. Whereas where we are taking 16, 17, 20 passes to get from the full back line up into the full forward line. By the time it's up to them, the whole thing is congested and and it's happening not just to Cork; it's happening to all the other teams as well. It happened to Kerry in the in the first match when when uh, we congested our half when they played the chart as well, and, and we got our goal in the last in, in the, and got our goal in the last minute, which was great. But like, it's 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 not the system is 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 bringing other counties into into it, which can beat you. So it's it's a quite an even thing now. Like, so you very few times know that Cork are going to be favourites or or should be favourites. 
and and the rest of the team. So the game has to will have to change uh, and go back to some other system because it's just horrible to watch and it's it's just not working. I think the whole thing and that's not because Cork were beaten today. I'm like. We're looking at it for six or seven years at this stage, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is very frustrating when you're watching a team with 13 players inside their own 45. Exactly. I mean, it's it's not it's not hard to do it. It's not hard to do it. Like it's harder to, to get like the, as I said the, the, to try and get the ball when you win the ball in the in the full back line. The ball a good. It's not you can't happen all the time. It can be slow sometimes because you're not in a position to be able to play it up, but. When there's an, an occasion that you can get the ball from the full back line up to the full forward line in four kicks or three kicks or whatever, um, you should use it. But we're not. We're not. Those opportunities are arising. But we are. We are. Our, our players, and I'm only concerned with Carl, Our players don't see that opening coming. They still persist with the short pass of five yards over diagonal across the field and back again and over. So, so we're not looking for the time that we can strike fast you know so like Dublin Dublin do it now Dublin are an example of it they, there's plenty and passing has hand passing but when they see the opening they are gone like a shot up the field within five or six seconds or five seconds they're they're up at the other side of the pitch having a shot at goal you know mm-hmm. like we have to get back to that type of football you know but is that a coaching thing is that like they, they're told by the Cork management as you said just to keep possession and keep Keep hand passing and keep it sideways. Just keep possession at all times. That's that comes from the coaches Otis, more than the players. What is totally coached? I mean, there's like I I, I can remember one day um, with Nemo no? and Nemo have have come into into it too, too a little too much of it as well. Uh, even though we were still kicking it a bit, like. But I I I, I said to one of the managers some days we have to get the ball in faster, which which means that we have to kick the ball. Sometimes where where like you could I could hand pass it four yards to another fella, but you have to get get in faster. But you ha- the manager has to be prepared when that ball is lost inside in the full forward line. He has to be able to uh, prepare to to grin and bear it and not give out to the player for trying it. Mm-hmm. But like we went out in the field and and the fella did it after three minutes. And the manager was roaring at him, don't give away the ball, don't give away the ball. Like, you, you can't have it both ways, you know what I mean? But, we, like, this has to happen of getting the ball into full forward. So we had no full forward in today. Um, Brian Hawley was on his own inside there because everyone was tracking back, tracking back. Eventually, we only had two in the forward lane because they were all coming out the field to try and get the ball, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and I would, like, and I'm, I'm, as I say, I'm only picking Cork here, but I could pick another 12 or 14 counties that are, are playing the same way, you know? So what has to change? Can something change? Or is it just going to be cyclical? I mean, like, is it a case of, like, you know, your team's going to figure out this plank of defence and it's going to evolve naturally, or what can change? Well, it has to change. Like, the speed of the, the speed of the ball going from your full-back line up to the full forward line has to um, improve by 300%. Because it's only when the ball is played fast that defenders are under pressure. Defenders, the way it is, it's a slow-moving game. They are quite, they are quite happy of looking at you passing the ball across the field, and they are, they are not even breaking sweat, and they're not under pressure. So you can't break them down then because they're not under pressure. Mm. So it has to be played. I don't know when it's going to start, but like, this is certainly should look 
at Dublin, like, must be the example of it, like, that they might make five or six um, short passes, but then all of a sudden they, they get it, it's like a feeling they get, there's an opening after being created, and all of a sudden there's five or six players playing at a fierce rate to end, end up with the ball inside the net, you know, so... Mm. Where most of the teams aren't doing that, you know, is it, it, it's, it is it is coaching is the mm. thing. I mean, most of the training that I watch, it's all hand pass, hand pass, run, hand pass for five hours, take the return, hand pass in another five hours, and people get into the habit of playing the, the game. Then in this five yard circle, they don't look thirty yards away. They don't like thirty or forty yards away to get to, to get into the next village. They're only playing with the guy that's closest to them. And it's a, a complete habit eventually. And yeah. the game is diabolical to look at it, as you know, Rory. <laughs> yeah, because even from a Cork perspective today, they brought on Mark Keane for the last 10, 15 minutes, but they never got a ball into him on the edge of the square. No, they didn't. They're, they're like, they've just got out of the habit. They've got out of the habit of, kick, of, of looking up and looking 30 or 40 hours and, and kicking in into him. They've, they've, they've gone into this habit of, of, of what I'm saying about, you know, so it's, um, Jesus, it's crazy. But, and also you have the fellas inside the full forward. I know, like when we when we were full forward, when we were in the full forward lane. And they're not saying just because when we did this, when we did that, we did we lost we lost a lot of matches too. But like the fellas nowadays inside in the full forward lane are fed up of running, making a run for a ball, and the guy outside is is out of hand passing it to an, another fella. Then the, the guy inside will make another run, and he doesn't get it either. So. Not only like the fellas outside and are accusing the guys inside and not looking for it, they are looking for it. But mm-hmm. after making three or four runs, they, they get brought off, like of, of of not not getting it into them, you know. And they they get fed up then as well. So they are passing a shot outside, and the guys inside aren't looking for it because it's not kicked in. So they're blaming each other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's a lot of rawish, maybe in one way. But this this is what's happening. Like we're 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 not. We could play anyone, and they could beat us. Mm-hmm. Um, with the way we're playing anyone could beat us the way we're playing like we beat Kerry we proved that we have talent but like we need to the higher standard of sport in all sports tennis um, rugby soccer Gaelic football hurling it's all the grade that you would try and go at is the, the fastest grade that you can play and that makes the opposition uncomfortable we're not we're not nowhere we near that fast game that Dublin are playing it's, it's pace that's what it's that's what it's about that's the better teams have the fastest pace and that's what be, defeats you mm-hmm. the counter argument I suppose to that is as I mentioned at the start like Tipperary did have 13 players behind the ball for a lot of that game so they just didn't allow Cork I suppose to, to, to break that pace yeah well I mean like, yeah, they have 13 players behind the ball because they have time to get back and congest their half yeah, the pitch yeah. like what I'm saying is like if you break at speed they, they won't have enough time to get back into the positions because you will have bypassed a lot of them to get it up there. But they're like they're they're all filtering back as you're passing as I'm passing the ball to you, left corner back, and you're passing to left half back, and you're passing centre free. They're all, they're, the opposition are bypassing us and they're going back behind us, and then they have a, a wall in front of you. And you know? so mm-hmm. it's kind of simple enough, like you know. I mean, but we're not we're tied up and. Or too much tactics, and you know, I think whatever or whatever the tactics. I don't even know what the tactics. I know I mean it's a long time since I was in the dressing room, but we're we're tying ourselves up in knots, really. Mm. How much of a blow was Luke Connolly going off at halftime? 
I, I, well, I'd say he's, he, like he would have been a, like he like he he was playing well enough. I mean, he got some good frees and that sort of thing. Um, he um, and when he's in the full forward line, I think it's his best position when he's close to the ball because he probably wanders back the field too much. I suppose we I suppose we all do it at times, but um, like he plays. He plays in the full forward line. I mean, Brian Howley, I felt sorry for Dale because he was the only one inside most of the time. So, like, he, like, I, I think, I think Luke was definitely a lass. Um, he was picked on the team and he, he was doing okay. And, um, yeah, he was a lass. But I, I, we definitely couldn't say, and I, I started my say it here, there, Rory. Mm. We definitely couldn't say that we threw it away. We didn't throw it away. I mean, there were, like that goal that was disallowed as well. Like I mean, that could have been if, if that goal went in, we could have been beaten by more, you know. Yeah, it should have been given as well because I think what, what were they claiming it was a square ball, but he wasn't in the square uh, by the time the the, the ball arrived. No, he, he was off the pitch, but by the time he got into the square, the ball was there. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I think that maybe in the soccer, it might, it might, he was off the pitch or something. I think there's something technical about this in a soccer match that it might, it might have been illegal, but it's, it's mm-hmm. not in Gaelic football, so the goal should have stood us like really so where do Cork go from here I mean like it's going to be a long winter I suppose for them kind of thinking about today's performance thinking what might have been I suppose I mean they're up in the second division this year which I know it's a help not to be down at the third division but um, like it's just but like if we're going to keep on going on playing on the way we're playing today like and hoping that you'll beat you'll beat Phil with that game it's it you might you might get over the second division or something like that, but it's it's the game has to change. It has to change by a lot of other people as well. But like we should we we shouldn't be worried about them. We go from here now, and then you go into the second division. It's going to be a little bit faster as well. But we have to we have to the managers should have to change his attitude or and the selectors on the sideline and and be prepared to to get the ball at speed up the field and and maybe lose one or two because we're losing the ball anyhow. Mm-hmm. Playing it slowly. So, like, that's the only place we can go. You try and then try and get out of the second division and get up into the, the top grade, you know. So that's where that's where it's at. It's like there's no there's no there's no secret solution to this. Well, but what about Tipperary now? Can they give me a rattle next time out? I think they can. I think they're like. I mean, um, I say they're very level headed. Listening to this, the the, the guy's been interviewed after and something like that, and and they are certainly talented. They're you know, they were like, we beat Kerry and, 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 they, and they beat us. And they beat us comfortably enough today. So why, 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 why don't I? I mean, I know there's this thing of they haven't won it for how many years? 35 years or longer. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, why should they be? Sh- I, uh, as Colm O'Rourke said, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be backing against them. They, I think they'll they'll um, make it difficult and they might get to the final fingers crossed I think we'll all be shown for Tipperary in that game anyway after today's performance but um, just talking about last night as well and Dublin's I suppose um, an incredible performance against Mead last night and I suppose no one can look past Dublin I suppose for the All-Ireland this year no you can't look past them I mean uh, well, I think at this afternoon you know, we were we were all saying you can't look past them but it was going to be a, a Kerry-Dublin Final and um, there was this obviously one of the big shocks that Kerry got out of it. So I'd say Dublin, ah, Dublin, you have to make them real, real favourites like at this stage. Um, 
I don't know about me and, and, and like you're saying about Donegal and things like that but they they haven't got the, the cutting edge when it comes to Dublin have that cutting edge where they they come like as I was saying when they see an opening and they can see it from way back down the halfback line they can kind of smell an opening in the opposition and the ball is transferred from one to the other at mm-hmm. high speed with a fellow running towards the goal there's no like balls going across the pitch passing that's all they just open it up and um, I could, I, could, I can see Dublin um, at this stage um, not winning the All-Ireland Alright Denny pleasure talking to you shame it's not under uh, better circumstances today but it's a uh, pleasure regardless speaking to you Okay, Rory. Take care. Yeah, always a pleasure speaking to our good friend Denny Allen there, the uh, All Ireland Cork captain. Not a happy man with the way the game has gone, or indeed Cork's defeat today. Um, but uh, as, uh, as I said, a pleasure and thanks again to Denny for coming on the show this evening. Uh, for more analysis, uh, Valerie was down in Park Cueve today, and she's been speaking to another Cork legend, Valerie Mulcahy, about the game. Valerie, it's Munster final day in Parky Cueve, and a great win for Tipperary football. Yeah, an absolutely wonderful win for Tipperary football, and and very fit in the weekend that we have with the uh, remembrance of the Bloody Sunday so um, yeah fantastic for Tipperary um, Cork uh, obviously pulled up short there with three points in the difference and I think it was probably from the, the great start Tipperary got they really put it up to Cork and within three minutes they had three points so that was quite telling of what was to come We will take a look at both sides but starting with Tipperary you might as well start with them because they did get the win here today but they did put up a great performance They did a huge performance and given that it's uh, been since 1935 since they last had a month's title um, it meant an awful lot to the players and you could see that in their post-match reaction so um, they had a fantastic win like some beautiful scoring ability and a a really good crop of players you know the likes of um, Connor Sweeney there and Quinlevin with their, their shooting was awesome and I know a lot of those players have been involved in the last time they were in a semi-final back in 2016 and for them to still get there again now they're against Mayo in a couple of weeks time it's 70 minutes away from All-Ireland it's hard yeah. to believe I mean it is hard to believe it's 70 minutes away from the All-Ireland um, I heard um, their manager Power there just saying that they're going to just savour what's in it today and not talk about an All-Ireland semi-final but I mean they're going to have every opportunity against Mayo Mayo won't know what to expect really or um, May- and uh, again Tip will end up being the underdogs going into that match so um, yeah, I mean, they, they have been in All-Ireland semi-final four years ago and it's mainly the same group of players, so um, they have nothing to lose. And, and I mean, this game will really stand to them today and the fact that they beat Cork, who had that good win over Kerry. What impressed you the most about Tip today? I think their composure was really good. I think they, they worked really well. Um, they they just kind of negated Cork a bit, didn't allow in for any goal chances. Cork didn't really look like they were going to be able to score a goal, and I think their their finishing was quite good. Um, their their wide score was much less than than Cork's. What about that goal that they did get that was disallowed? Yeah, it was a little bit controversial. Um, given that there was lovely intricate uh, hand play there going on with the ball being initially uh, flicked in, but it hit the post, came back out. Cork player tried to to just like tap it out um, came back in and ended up in the goal with another tap in and then the goalkeeper or the, the ref call on it but uh, I think it might have been a kind of a third person in the square hanging on so I'd love to see it again actually to see what the the true story is with that yeah it'll be interesting to watch back later on but speaking of Cork Valerie what happened Cork today? I don't know was it maybe a tiny bit of complacency having beaten Kerry and thinking maybe look we're at home ground must final we're here now small job to do to get over tip and maybe they underestimated them a little bit I think their wide count was quite big 
one of the big factors was Luke Connolly who was playing awesome football in the first half didn't get to, to enter the pitch in the second half with uh, a hamstring injury to my knowledge so I mean he was a massive loss they were a bit more reliant on Brian Hurley inside and, and given that Mark Collins playing corner forward was in their back lines for a lot of the game and trying to win the ball and, and bring it up um, that didn't bode well so I think Tipperary had their one work done Cork didn't really have as much influence around the middle third as they usually would and they did against Kerry so I think it was it was quite an impressive performance by Tipperary and I think Cork just lacked that bit of bite. Yeah, they could just never get going at all, Valerie. Yeah, the fun part, and I think it was summed up by the last, like in the last minute of play, Roy Dean there trying to get in for for a goal chance and passed it off, but like that pass was too far forward and Tipperary intervened, um, intercepted and off of the pitch. So I think that kind of summed up Cork's day, trying things but not coming off. As Munster finals go, it wasn't exactly a great spectacle either, Valerie, was it? Um, well, it wasn't, but I mean, it was still, there was some amazing shots and scores. So 70 points, 14, yeah, no goals. And when I look back, I think it was 94 final, was it? Cork v Tip. It was like eight goals altogether. It was, it was goal for goal. It was amazing stuff. But look, I don't think Tipperary are really going to care about this. Um, they've hit, made history on uh, a really poignant weekend, given Bloody Sunday and, and, um, lovely that they got to wear the jerseys and I think fair play to them and, and Cork will will go home kicking themselves Thanks very much Valerie Very welcome, thank you Yeah, that's Valerie Mulcahy there in conversation with our old Valerie, Valerie Wheeler uh, Dan and Parky Cueve after today's game just to mention on those Tipperary jerseys absolutely class I want one they're absolutely gorgeous jerseys and uh, should they keep them for the next day against, the, uh, against Mayo in the semi-final um, it's the Lucky Charms now, so maybe they, they might have to. Fantastic jersey, an absolutely cracking jersey, that Tipperary jersey. Right, still to come on the show, more to come from uh, Parky Cueve, going to hear from Valerie next, actually. Uh, we're going to get reaction from the Tip Camp as well, and we're going to talk to Jeremy McCarthy about the game. Right, results uh, from the Premier League finish, scoreless between uh, Leeds and Arsenal uh, at uh, Elland Road this evening, and then the day kick off, Liverpool taking on Leicester City. All right, uh, for more on the game, uh, back to Parky Cueve and before she left there I spoke to her own Valerie Wheeler about today's game Alright uh, down to Valerie Wheeler in Parky Cueve right imagine the atmosphere is fairly sombre after that Valerie Yeah I'm sitting here like a, a loner myself in the stands there's just members of the media writing up their articles and I, I'd i love to see what they're going to write Rory to be honest and I can't wait to see but um, a really disappointing day from uh, from a Cork perspective you know it's I thought and I think everyone thought a better fight would have been put up than what was shown here today that's the frustrating thing I think um, Tipperary set out their stall very very early they were going to defend in numbers when um, Cork had the ball and they did that and Cork seemed to have no ideas to get past that blanket that wall around the 45 metre line from very very early on yeah, do you know what? I'm here looking at my notes, to be honest, and I was taking notes throughout the game. And sure, within the first three minutes, Tipperary had three points on the board, and it took Luke Connolly to come in and try and, you know, get set the scoreboard alight for Cork in the end. But the more I look at the scoring, the more I can see that Tip had two points and no reply, three points and no reply, then they had four points and no reply after the water break. And it just, you know, it's Munster final day, Rory, and you can't be, you need to put in a performance. And I, I just think that, unfortunately, Cork didn't do that here today. You know, there was a, it was so so frustrating to watch um, as you mentioned like 
I couldn't I couldn't get over how how tough things were for Cork out there you know I I was watching Mark Collins and Mark Collins is blowing the backs and he should be moving the forwards and he can't do it all he can't be yeah. below trying to defend and then trying to get up the other end of the field to try and get a score either you know he just had zero help out there I think Luke Connolly was a massive loss and I know he was taken off because well I had heard that it was a groin injury I can't I'm not sure if that was the case or not but he probably was the only forward that was playing well up there and I, I don't think he was taken off on, I, he definitely must have been injured to say that he was taken off you know but what a massive loss for Mark's yeah he was huge because as you say he was looking for the ball all the time but we just had Denny Allen on before we uh, brought you on and he was saying that like Cork's play was so slow it was very sideways a lot of hand passing and when you look at when you look up to your full forward line there's only one person in there because the two corner forwards are back chasing ball back in the half back line and he said it's very very frustrating for players because they can't play a quick ball in yeah, well, watch it. Like, he's dead right because who are you playing it into? Nobody. Mm. Like, there's nobody inside for you to play it into. And, like, there's, then there's two or three Tipperary lads inside and one Cork. And sure, you know that's not going to go in Cork's favour. And it was just, they're, even their kickouts were being punished. You know, there was a lot of them being shut down. And, oh, I, I don't mean to call him out on it now, but Cork had an atrocious kickout towards the end, straight into the yeah. hands of Mike England. And the point went straight back over the bar. I mean, I think I sat there with my mouth open in shock, Rory, about how that kickout happened. It was just beyond me, you know, and I don't want to be slating players individually, but that kick out towards me was just, you know, it was simple things that you'd probably learn in an under 10 game, you know, <laughs> things like that Cork shouldn't have been making mistakes, you know, and I did think that maybe they came into this game, maybe taking Tipperary a bit for and like for granted Rory like that's the only explanation I have because you know they went in and they went in as favourites and Tip kind of snuck in as underdogs and that clearly suited them and you know that okay they played well against Kerry but it was the last minute goal from Marquine that got them that you know and I just think that even when Marquine was brought on today as well so much is expected of him and mm. you can't put that much pressure on a young player like him because he's only home from Australia and doing Cork a favour over the last few weeks you know and like I think everyone thought he was going to come on and be the saving grace and unfortunately it wasn't to be and you can't expect him to do that either because you need your full team to perform on a day like today and they just didn't do that They also didn't put any ball into Marikeen when he came on he was sat at the edge of the square and they didn't put one high ball into him no, there was a lot of stupid just shooting towards the end and the wide count, Rory. I just couldn't get over it. Like, and towards the end, you know, I think at some, everyone was hoping for something from Cork and just to be getting that many wides towards the end as well. It was just, it was just astonishing to watch here, to be honest. It was extremely, extremely frustrating. But on the other hand, Tipperary were really good, Rory. You know, I can't. I can't, I can sit here all day and say how bad Cork were, but Tipperary are really good and they deserve the credit that they that they played well today and they deserve to be winners, you know, and I I think that maybe it just was the occasion was too much for Cork and I think that maybe on the day that it was and the remembrance 100 years and a day since Bloody Sunday, I think that, you know, it all just suited Tipperary to go in with no hype and no nothing and they didn't let the occasion overwhelm themselves and they got the win in the end, which was, which was credit to them and it's just, I think it's just disappointing it's the second weekend in a row we've been disappointed now as Cork fans so <laughs> I don't know I've been terribly sorry for myself either Rory yeah like heading into last Sunday I was like yeah the, the, the last Saturday I was like yeah the Dublin's on for Cork we're going to do the Dublin now we're sitting here deflated um, but like we have the women we have the women yeah well that's the double we're going to win this year the, the Camogie Nettie football double for Cork fingers crossed anyway but um, where do Cork go from here I mean like it's going to be I suppose a long winter for them um, well the next couple of months before they're back out and it's uh, like Dinny was kind of saying that like 
it's unless they change their attitude and try and get the ball and start moving it faster it's going to be frustrating for them I mean like it, it, it's, it's tough for them they're going to have a lot of time to lick their wounds and there's going to be a lot of what ifs uh, yeah. after today's game Oh come here so many what ifs right because the biggest what if is what if they won here today they were in an All-Ireland semi-final against Mayo right mm. they were 70 odd minutes away from being back in an All-Ireland final and just think of the boost that that would have given Cork football and for the love of Cork football and even young players coming up maybe wanting to play for their county so it's very hard to you know these players to come out and be senior players and to look up to them when unfortunately they're not getting the win you know other players are going why would I bother playing for my county if this is what's going on and that's what a lot of people will say you know people will say that about things today but what if as you mentioned they do have a long winter ahead of them now well to be honest actually when you think about it is it that long because they're probably back in league early February so they probably have about maybe eight weeks to kind of gather themselves which isn't too much of a break either but I have to give credit that Ronan McCarthy though he hasn't been afraid to make changes over the last few weeks you know bringing in players a lot of players got made their debut in these few championship games over the last couple of weeks so maybe it's a positive step I know today you're not going to say that but you know over the last few weeks those cha- those small changes are a positive step in the right direction because for years we've been seeing the same players and no new players coming on and that's probably one positive you could take out of the last few weeks that other players are getting a chance and that you know you need you can't keep relying on the older experienced lads you know but it's it's a long few weeks for them and I, I think they'll be devastated themselves in their own performance I don't think they need me or they need you or they need anyone telling them how bad they played her today because I've seen them on the field afterwards and I can tell that they know themselves that they have played horrific tonight you know yeah that's the thing um <laughs> I'm kind of like a bit flat not the flabbergasted last words like because we have to pay credit to Tipperary as we, we, we kind of touched on they were superb today the, the work rate the application uh, I said it earlier on I thought that Cork or, or that Tipperary would get tired because they were committing everything to every play when they didn't have the ball they were putting pressure uh, pressing Cork really high up the field and I was like they're going to get tired in the last 15 minutes and they didn't and they were absolutely fantastic no, they really were. And look, as I said earlier on, you know, you have to give them the credit they deserve because they played really well here today. They came in here, they got off to a great start and they just continued to push it. Cork were just never going to get up to that speed, you know. I think from the 27th minute, I've it marked here in my notes, from the 27th minute, I kind of knew that this is Tipperary's Munster final. Mm. Cork have to hope here. And that's very bad when you're not even at halftime and you know that probably Cork won't come out the other side of this. You know, I just knew that looking at Tipperary, they were in the better positions. They weren't making stupid, silly mistakes they were passing the ball to the player in the better positions their scoring ability was crazy I mean Michael Quinlevin uh, he his scores here I think he's four I think he's actually five or five or six points he's named today and some of them from the angles he took them and for how far out he took them were just unbelievable and then for their goalie to come out and get two points as well Evan Comerford you know he came out and took two place balls and popped them over and he was just even the communication between players and that's something I've noticed over the last few weeks as well Rory is because you're not sitting in a stand full of full yeah. of fans that you can hear everything so everything I could just hear the communication they were constantly roaring at the ball and constantly tell them I'm here someone's there you know you could hear the players communicate well and I didn't hear that from Cork players today you know they were just kicking balls and hopefully it was going to land in somebody so their communication like was really really good today and I think I think on the occasion that is as well I think they deserve it you know and it must have been hard for them to come in here today as well Rory because on such a big occasion like Bloody Sunday I think a lot of people were thinking oh god they're going to be wearing these green and white jerseys now and green shorts they haven't been in them long they've only had maybe a week of training and kind of get used to them but they didn't let the occasion overcome them at all and that's really impressive as well you know and I think that 
I met David Power afterwards you'll probably hear him later on mm-hmm. as well but he's just so emotional and he's delighted with the win and rightly so you know they're back in an All-Ireland semi-final since 2016 and like they haven't won this since 1935 Rory like they have not won one like that stat alone is crazy it's 80 odd years if that's if my maths are correct but that is you know it's great for them and there was great scenes there in the field afterwards and they don't want to look ahead to Mayo but now Tipperary in 70 minutes reaching all and final and I know everyone's going like what's the point of reaching all and final when you're probably going to be facing the dubs at the other side of it but that's not the point reaching an all and semi-final you deserve a pat in the back for even getting there yeah you certainly do and speaking of Bloody Sunday if you missed last night show Valerie's chat with Diane Michael Foley um, last night on Bloody Sunday as well worth your time a fantastic uh, listen uh, so be sure and check out the Big Red Bench podcast on redfm.ie or from wherever you get your podcasts uh, but for now Valerie uh, unfortunately we're not speaking under better circumstances today but thanks very much and uh, look there's always next year I suppose hopefully there's always next year and um, look corking a boo for the ladies that's what I'm looking forward to for the next <laughs> week yes indeed alright thanks Valerie thanks Rory yeah it was Valerie Wheeler down in Porky just before uh, she uh, finished up wrapped up for the day following Cork's defeat to Tipperary today going to get the views of Jer McCarthy on Cork's defeat and where Cork stand after today's result in just a few minutes but first uh, going to hear from the Tipperary camp and this is boss David Power uh, speaking to Valerie afterwards David first of all congratulations Monster Champions for the mm. first time since 1935 I mean that must feel amazing oh it's huge um, they don't want to be standing here I suppose it was the way we won it as well Valerie I think that was the big thing we won with, you know, we won by three points we kicked 17 points it was amazing but like this they're all they're, they're a special group of Tipperary football men there and um you know, to be taught, just standing here 85 years is, is a long, long time for Tipperary football. But I just always felt, I don't know what it was, I always felt that we could have been here today. I mean, it must be quite emotional, I think, as well, at the same time, David, on the day, especially that's in it. Ah, yeah, like, I suppose like, people have been talking about the different emotions, and I suppose wearing that green white jersey. Like was enough. I was offered all, all different things, different mementos from back in 1920. And I said no. I said thanks very much, but wearing wearing this green white jersey is enough because I felt if we got too emotional about it, we mightn't perform. And don't we? It was just an honour and a privilege for us to be wearing that green white jersey there today. But you did perform, and you performed well. The defence as well today, Connor Sweeney. I mean, Michael Quinlan. Everyone did show up today. Ah, yeah. They were, like I suppose they were the big thing. I suppose over the last couple of championship matches against Cork they've got early goals against us and we said look if we can keep it just keep it tight but play like we didn't change we didn't go defensive we still played our football um, and we always felt if we didn't concede a goal today that, that, that we're going to have a massive chance For you yourself what does it mean to you two part of the squad today? Uh, it's just look it's a very very proud moment for me and uh, it's not about me I'm, I hate this kind of stuff being honest with you I'm, I'm just a mad tip football man and I just I'm just it is it is great to be standing here I'm just I'm just honoured just to be leading this group of men and look hopefully now we'll We've got two weeks to prepare, um, you know, against Mayo and look, who knows? Um, but look, we're going to worry about that over the next couple of days. I know you probably don't want to talk about it, but as you said, you're 70 minutes away for Tipperary being in an All Ireland final, David. Yeah, 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 it's incredible, um, you know. Um, but look, as I said, look, we'll we'll worry about that. Look, we've got a huge amount of work to do against Mayo as well. It's going to be a different opposition. We're playing up Crow Park, but what a hit! integrate to be talking about tip football on other than semi-final day so look the lads will probably enjoy tonight and uh, and we get 
and we get back on the horse again now on Tuesday. Congratulations. Thanks very much, Valerie. Thank you. Yes, David Power there speaking. Very delighted, very emotional, very overcome. Uh, David Power speaking to Valerie after today's game. Going to hear from the skipper, Connor Sweeney. Connor, first of all, congratulations. The Monster Champions, how does it feel? It feels great, yeah. Absolutely delighted over the moon now, to be honest. Um, yeah, just great to get over the line. It's a small bit of pressure off and um, yeah, thrilled with how we performed as well. The performances, the bonus and um, the results is all that matters and thankfully we got the job done. So many players are involved in Tipperary football down there for a good few years so it's nice to get a day like this to reward yourself. That is, yeah, it's great for everyone. Like I was just saying there, the amount of people that aren't here today is kind of, it's look, it's weird, it's disappointing for them but look, we still had a job to do and I've no doubt they're all proud of us at home but look, we'll meet up with them over the coming weeks individually and whatever we have to do and yeah, we're, it's not going to take away from our enjoyment or, you know, the occasion, so yeah. Is it extra special on a day like today as well? Yeah, I think it is. I think as a player we kind of didn't focus too much on our pre-game because we had a job to do it's only now we can reflect and kind of enjoy the whole history behind the centenary year and things like that so yeah and wearing the jersey as well today you know some people were afraid it might take over the performance yeah no we made sure we, that it wouldn't we had that well discussed uh, we wore the, wore the jersey for the last week and a half at home in training so you know we weren't going to be put off by it or anything like that so yeah like Look, it's important as a player, like we had a job to do today and um, football, the match was first and foremost and once we got that done, now we can only sit back and, and enjoy the whole experience. I know you'll want to enjoy being Munster champions, but now you're only 70 minutes away from being in an All-Ireland final. You're into a semi-final of the All-Ireland. It's great, Connor. Yeah, it's fantastic. Like, look, if nothing else, it keeps us training for another two weeks. It keeps the mind and the body occupied when everyone else is at home, you know, so it's great. Like, and um, listen, I think whoever, like it's Mayo next up, they're going to be a very difficult team to even compete with but listen that's for another day I think we'll enjoy tonight and then look forward maybe during the week to what's ahead of us Congratulations thanks for taking the time Cheers. Thanks a million yeah, it's Conor Sweeney there speaking to Valerie after uh, today's fantastic win uh, over Cork. Now, for further analysis, our good friend uh, Ger McCarthy uh, joins us and uh, I spoke to Ger a little bit earlier on today to discuss the game in further detail this is joined on the line by our good friend Ger McCarthy Ger we'll get on to Cork's deficiencies in a second but first off uh, hats off to Tipperary they were brilliant today and a fully deserved win from them Absolutely Rory I mean you've nailed it on the head there I mean there'd be a lot of talk and a lot of insight into what Cork did and didn't do but David Power deserves huge credit simple as that because Tipperary came to Parky Creeve had a game plan um, executed it perfectly got their matchups right and their big players turned up Connor Sweeney Quinn Levin Keanu Reardon everybody played their part especially especially their half back line but no no denying them and, and a really really good win for them and as I said earlier on there on Twitter I really hope Tipperary football kicks on from here and that they don't just settle for this because they have the, a really really good team this year possibly over the next couple of years and every chance of making further impact in Munster and the weekend that was in I suppose the 100 year anniversary celebrations are celebrations the wrong word uh, uh, commemoration of that bloody Sunday and the weekend that was in it it's just seemed to be written in the stars for Tipperary today yeah and in fairness to them considering you know, like there was a lot of um, press and a lot of media around the commemoration obviously the 100 years they didn't obviously let that get to them and even with the different jerseys on they just they just got on with it and those jerseys are going to be very very special now in about 100 years time again because um <laughs> You know, when you, when you consider the result and, and the meaning and what it might what it might mean for Tipperary. But yeah, I mean, it would have been very easy to point the finger at Tipperary afterwards and say, look, all the things that were going on off the pitch and all the commemoration, all the media surrounding it. But they never let that, they never let it um, 
coming to their heads they, they stuck to the task and they got off to a great start and you know Cork were playing catch up throughout the afternoon and just, just didn't have the answers and you mentioned the Tipperary half back line as well it was very difficult to, for Cork to get in behind that and Tipperary were hunting in packs and they defended expertly over the 70 minutes they did and what they did very well Rory was they put a kind of line of about five players across their 45 metre line from the very start any time Cork came towards their goal there was no way they were getting in um, beyond that line uh, and in fairness them, I thought their tackling was excellent today they turned over Cork far too far too many times from, from a Cork supporters or Cork players liking but Robbie Kiley there I spoke to him the week before and they, it was clear that they put a huge amount of work and effort in since they last played Cork and in their last meeting with Cork, Cork would have got in for about two or three goals if memory serves but that was just never happening today I, I can't even remember a shot on target that was look, you know, going for goals from Cork and that's saying something from this Cork team homework done that half back was mobile Kevin Fahey as well at centre back was a rock he was lucky at one stage he was given the yellow and it might have been a black but apart from that um, Cork just couldn't find a way past that defensive line and it got more and more frustrating for them as the game went on but that's down to tactics again Rory that's down to David Power analysing where Tipperary needed to be strong and executing perfectly on the day um, and that defensive platform that Tipperary had I mean they, they went about 15 minutes only scoring one point in the second half mm. and I thought pre-match if that happened I thought well there's no way Cork can lose and it's testament to their defending and testament to their tackling that they were able to hold on and then pick off the scores late on and deservedly win it as you said What impressed me about Tipperary today as well Joe, was um, their conditioning so I thought to myself heading into the second half mm. the, the, the pressure that they were putting on Cork uh, whenever Cork got the ball from very high up the pitch I was like they can't last this they're going to tire in the last 15 minutes they never did You're right and they, they didn't and again I'd agree with you 100% there it is testament to their conditioning I mean they, they made substitutions probably at the right time when players ran yellow cards and went towards the end when the likes of Robbie Coyle and Kevin Fahey were picked up a knock or an injury they didn't hesitate and put somebody in straight away that was willing to take a block willing to foul or willing to put in a hand um, but yeah for the first 15 minutes told me an awful lot to the first water break like Cork relied heavily on Luke Connolly just to score points and he was brilliant and what a loss he was but Tipperary's conditioning and the way I feared that the middle third and what was happening in the middle third of the pitch would decide this monster final and I think it did because you look at the feeling of Kane O'Reardon and you look at Quinlivan picking up the dirty ball winning freeze goalkeeper coming up from from his goal and kicking a couple of frees, it just lifted them when they were out when they were out in their feet. But even when they were out in their feet, Cork still lacked enough dynamism, enough creativity, and enough. I just felt enough belief to go for it and you know go for the goal that would have really kicked, maybe would have kicked them on. But no arguments, no no dispute in the result. Um, conditioning, application, tackling, and just sheer I think sheer skill on the day. You've got to give it to Tip. Yeah, fully deserved win from them. And then we had to talk about Cork. I mean, like, it's been said on Twitter. I think. About yourself as well that management took a lot of credit for their win over Kerry now they have to take criticism for this performance Cork just seemed to get it wrong right from the very start they did and worryingly the, the full back line I was very worried in the first couple of minutes Paul Ring and Mar- uh, Shanley were behind their markers and Quinlevin and Sweeney picked off three or four very very easy points that you shouldn't be getting at inter-county level once they tightened up they made life difficult for them but even at that when Cork weren't winning the ball when, sorry when Cork were winning the ball um, be it from their own kickouts or from Tips kickouts it, there was just no there wasn't there wasn't enough movement in the full forward line to get the ball into them and what you had then was Mark Collins drifting further out the pitch to get into the game Brian Hurley drifting further out when you wanted those kind of players inside doing some damage and too often 
and Cork were going across the pitch as they did against Kerry and staying patient but this time around Tipperary were ready for them Tipperary had seen what they had done against Kerry they, they were watching the runners off the ball coming from deep they were either getting a tackle in or willing to put a foul in and stop them in their tracks and all of a sudden Cork were looking up there was no Conley there was no Mark Keane and there was no Brian Hurley inside there because everybody was having to scavenge for possession in around the 45 but the defence definitely I think Ron McCarthy will have to take some criticism he should have made a couple of changes and much much quicker than what he did um, and by the time he did that Cork at one stage were three or four or five points down even at one stage and playing catch up in a game where they never looked like breaking that 45 metre line that half back mm-hmm. then they come back to it again Tipperary had their homework done Fahey and especially Robbie Kiley who we would know from Cork from winning a county with Carby Rangers no playing with Barry Rowe I thought they, they were immense they read the game superbly and Cork missed Connolly they really really missed Connolly in the second half even just his ability to kick a, kick a free because the number of whites I don't know what the full wide count total was at the end but some of the shooting was really really poor from Cork and look you, you, we, the worry was would the Kerry game just be an aberration was it just a one off and the hope was that it wouldn't be that Cork would win today get to an All-Ireland semi-final and have a crack off Mayo and the fact that that hasn't happened now is really really deflating I think that's the term mm. I see coming up but I know it's just so disappointing and the concern Rory is we've got two if not three years now in a row visiting Killarney yeah. Um, because Kerry came here while Parky Quive was being sorted out and that is a concern that you want to now we always play well in Killarney it's a day out and all that but three years of losing to Kerry that's, you know, that's the worst case scenario sets Cork football back again and you look around the pitch you look at the young fellas that have come up from under 20 and they need guidance they need somebody in there now to kick on and, and to develop a style of play and a pattern that suits because there was it wasn't there today I mean the hunger was there the desire was there but that's not enough in a Munster final against a team that are set up properly have a game plan and are executing it properly as well and uh, I take my hat off to, to David Power he definitely beat McCarthy and the and the tactic stakes today and that's really disappointing but long term for Cork you know the win over Carino will be a fantastic memory but but that's all a real opportunity on, on their home pitch today an opportunity to get to another semi-final and to build has been lost and I, I guess that's mm. the real real disappointment and deflation about the whole thing it's the what ifs if we had got to Crow Park you know if you get to Crow Park and lose to Mayo you lose to Mayo but not getting there after putting all that effort and time and performance in against Kerry hugely deflating um, in the press call almost two weeks ago now at this stage Ron McCarthy acknowledged I suppose um, the expectation that had uh, been placed on Cork after that win over Kerry and he said it'll be interesting to see how the players respond to that pressure do you think that pressure got to them a little bit and the expectation and all that and, and, and being favourites heading into today's game it's possible because they're like the, I think the, the statistic five of the six defenders that started I think apart from Matty Taylor were 22 or under so you look you've got to take that on, on board as well they are a very very young team that's still developing but that doesn't excuse the lackadaisical or just really slow start they needed to start at 100 miles an hour today like they did against Kerry getting their faces hunting packs instead it was Tipperary that were doing all of that and Tipperary settled with a couple of easy points and then when Cork came back at them they kicked on again and in a Munster final or in any inter-county match you've got to play for the full 70 minutes and like too often in the past Cork have put a fantastic performance in place got a great win and then haven't been able to back it up I don't know if they felt like they were the favourites going into this or if that tag was too much on them but if you can't put back-to-back performances if you can hit the highs against Kerry and then hit the lows and that's what it was today a low performance against Tip that's a concern you need to hit a consistent level of performance I'm not asking Cork to turn into Dublin overnight or get near Dublin but the likes of Donegal the likes of Mayo the likes of Kerry 
the likes of Tyrone year after year after year they have a base level of performance that they hit every match number of points that they're able to pick off number of defensive goals that they attain and too often with Cork not just under Ronan McCarthy but those that came before him as well it's one good performance followed by two or three poor performances and nowadays Rory mm-hmm. in inter-county football at the highest level you've got to do that game in game out and I like the worry I had coming into this was that if Cork started badly and things were going against them would heads drop and they did they got cleaned out in midfield and at stages in the second half when they needed to win a possession when Maguire needed to win or, ha- or Hanlon needed to win and just to kick on win a free and get the team going and like all the way through the second half if you're looking at that game and you never knew anything about Cork or Tip you'd be saying the team in green and white um, are the ones that are in control here and they look to me they look like the ones that are used to winning monster titles and not the other way around Big Red Bench on Cork's LFM. That's our good friend Ger McCarthy speaking about Cork's defeat to Tipperary today. Ger, the host of the Ladies Football Podcast on redfm.ie. Be sure and check that out every Thursday. We are out of time. Thank you very much indeed for tuning our way. Our podcast up next shortly. We're back next Saturday and Sunday from 6. Green on Red up next. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday night, folks. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Cork's Red FM.